Smith, quickly, I want that door open now. Tom, stand over there. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Did you see it? What is it? We got it! What is it? Will there be any more of them? <coughs> Sir, what you had there was what we refer to as a focused, non-terminal repeating phantasm or a class 5 full roaming vapor. Real nasty one, too. Well, now, <coughs> let's talk seriously. Now, for the entrapment, we're going to have to ask you for four big ones, $4,000 for that. But we are having a special this week on proton charging and storage of the beast. And that's only going to come to $1,000, fortunately. $5,000? I had no idea to be so much. I won't pay it. Well, that's all right. We can just put it right back in there. Thank oh, you. Oh, we certainly can, no, Dr. Beckman. No, no, no. All right. Anything. Thanks so much. Thank you. Hope we can help you again. Coming for a one class five. Hey guys. Hey guys. Thanks for tuning in to the eighth episode of A Strange Big Thing number Podcast. Eight. Yes. I'm your host, Austin. And I'm Mike. And today we're going to be telling you about our first ever sponsor. Yes. Our first sponsor is Lane and Trina's Hot Buttered Beverage. Hot Buttered Rum Beverage. It's delicious. Not to be confused with a hot buttered rump. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not hot that. Hot Ruttered Bump. Hot Ruttered Bump. Anyway. What is it? It's got, uh, let's see, we better taste it. Ugh. Ugh. Sipping noises in the oh. microphone. <laughs> I was going to say, it tastes really good. This is a drink that my in-laws gave me. And, and me. Well, actually, it g- they gave them to you, yeah. They're a drink that they gave me. And it's kind of a rum drink with kind of a chai tea style flavor in it. Yeah, and buttery. And it's and... buttery and it's delicious and it makes you feel warm inside, so. Mm-hmm. We're calling them our sponsor because they fueled our drinks for this recording. Or at least the start of the episode. Yeah. We have an, a beer uh, sidecar. Yeah, we have our little... Uh, so that we can drink when our mouth gets too hot from the buttered rump. Yep, buttered rump. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by... Lane and Trina's Buttered Rumps. <laughs> <laughs> and what? Finer rumps to butter. <laughs> oh! <laughs> These okay. are your in-laws. We shouldn't... Uh, I mean, talking Too nefariously weird. about our... Oh, I said nefarious. I better have another uh, drink. No, about <laughs> So anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, Lane, Trina, thank you so much for the beverages. They're awesome. And they hit the spot. They make my voice feel buttery smooth. Not that it is, but it oh, feels that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we talking about today, Austin? We're talking about uh, the different kinds of apparitions. Yeah. We're cont- I had to glance at your notes just now to make sure I was talking about the right thing. That's right. Well, we're continuing our ongoing episodes of strange spooky things, things, in, a things in a strange place. place. Actually, mono, not plural because a that wouldn't spooky thing a spooky thing in a strange place. in a strange place okay, okay but okay. we're talking about multiple places and multiple spooky things all right but the header the headline is a singular but we're talking about apparition types what kind of ghosts mm-hmm. ghouls hauntings poltergeisties yeah and also what kind of instruments and tools people use to yeah talk and communicate and discover these "Quote unquote phenomenum, phenomenums." Yeah. So in the last few episodes, we actually went to locations. We went to the Gooding Tuberculosis Hospital last week, mm-hmm. and then before that, we went to Milner's Gate. I say we, me, but we went there together in topic. Right. Yeah. I was here dealing with pregnancy. Yes. And now we are going to try to tie these together by talking about what are these spooky things what are these apparitions that are appearing right 
And are they unique to a certain location? Do these same things appear in other places? And if so, are there categories that kind of describe these things? Let's kind of sum up what the last few episodes were like. Okay, so, go for it. You go. First episode, my dad goes down to Twin Falls uh-huh. and he goes to Milner's Gate, which is this awesome little bar and restaurant with the most delicious tuna tower that we never have talked about yeah. before on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, he just kind of investigated this whole area because they've been talking about sightings of a apparition of what they call James. They called him, or named him James. Or Hatman, uh-huh. which is typically kind of a shadow person, which we'll probably dive into in yes. this podcast. Yes. My dad didn't see them necess- or see it necessarily. I didn't, I didn't get to meet James. Yeah, but he talked with a lot of people that work there and mm-hmm. have been there. And uh, they that have experienced, yeah, they've heard things, they've seen Mm -hmm. things. And your uncle, he was leaving drinks downstairs for James Mm -hmm. after they discovered that multiple people were having this interaction. And then they had ghost hunters come up from Salt Lake um, and they did a seance or something and they did readings and they had a ghost box and they, they found out that his name was James and that Brian was his most favorite employee, Brian being your uncle yeah because he brings him drinks and he's the manager there yeah so but uh, interesting side note here so and a lot of the stuff i've been reading over the last couple weeks since our last episode is they warn people do not try to engage or interact with the spirits or ghosts or apparitions that are in your place yeah Hmm. and i thought that was interesting because that's exactly the opposite what they're trying to do i've heard like uh knowledge is power or whatever like if you can learn its name and you can you can communicate with it and keep it from getting frustrated or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess, you know, parapsychologists. Parapsychos. Parapsychos. <laughs> yeah, because there's two of them. No, there's a whole bunch. <laughs> the parapsychologists are probably just like anybody else. They have their own ideas. Yep. yep. It's all theories. It's not like yep. they talk to them. Well, they and have a bar, sit down with James and be like, so yeah. what do you like? Do you want us to talk to you? You want us to not? And you could totally debate that this is even a real phenomenon. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, we're not going there. Yep. We're not going to go there. The next episode, we talked about my dad going to the University Inn, which was a tuberculosis hospital, a university, a bed and breakfast, mm-hmm. and now it's a hotel. I also heard that it was a kind of a, a mental institution for a short stint. Ooh. So it had all the strikes. And then I also heard that in World War II, the internment camps where they brought prisoners, Mm -hmm. that it had inherited a lot of the hardware from those internment camps into the hospital. So it had all that negative energy from that, as well as what became the TB hospital later. Right. So he talked about the experiences there. He never heard it. Well, he did hear something. But cat. he, uh, <laughs> it was a cat attacked he, me. He went in, stayed there in the hotel pretty much completely by himself. No mm-hmm. other guests, right. maybe just some employees or something. There could have been employees on that other wing. Yeah. And he got a full tour of the building and got to poke around. And, and when you say got a full tour, I just walked through the. Oh, okay. So he, yeah, he nobody walked around it. touring himself. All the doors were open. I, I toured myself. Oh, awkward. Whatever that means. Only night in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> touring myself. <laughs> Anyway, Anyway. (laughs) he heard some scratching on the doors um, in the middle of the night, kind of waking up and uh, fell back asleep or something. Found out the next day that it was most likely a cat. But for the sake of this, we're going to pretend it was a clinically insane, well-studied TB patient. I did have an experience of what they would have called, what did they call it? An 
Oh, yeah. It's called a draft. A vortex. A draft, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> I did feel that. I mean, there was a moment when we were up in the top of, uh, of uh, Milner's Gate mm-hmm. where we went into the attic. And right when we climbed in, it wasn't because the temperature was necessarily cold when we got there, but we started walking around and there was an obvious felt like a decrease in temperature in that in a, in a matter of seconds. That's kind of interesting. Weird. I don't know what the attic state was, but typically attics are warm because right. they're at the top of a building like Milner's Gates, probably pushing a lot of heat through that building because there's so many people going in and out. Doors are constantly being opened for deliveries and stuff. So there's probably a lot of heat up in the attic, unless it's got broken out windows and stuff, and then in that case you could expect it to be. Yeah. I don't know. You want to hear something cool I heard? Yeah. It's dumb. Is it ghost related? It's just in a podcast. I don't even remember what podcast. Podcasts are everywhere. stuck in my head. I do know what podcast it was. It was called Scared to Death. It's Dan Cummins, the guy from Time Suck. He's a stand-up comedian. Super awesome. Mm -hmm. But he does like this one called Scared to Death where he sits down with his wife. He tries to scare her by telling these supposedly true stories that he found on the internet or heard from people. But there's one part that he talks about. People should check it out. There's one part that he talks about where this lady was in the in a room and sits up in her bed and she said she can see a hand unlock her door and swing it open on the handle, you know? Weird. And I don't know why that just freaked me out so bad. Like a disembodied hand. Yep. Not like in my head it wasn't even like floating, it like wrapped around the door and like yeah. So in the category structure, Yikes. that's something that's that occurs. It's rare. It's one of the rare mm-hmm. types of apparitions, but they call it a, a partial apparition. And so it's a thing, and people will see an arm, they'll see a torso or a face, but that's it. It's like Crazy. it's yeah, it's not complete. It's not like a full body. So <laughs> they call it partial apparitions. Um, which you know, it's weird. One of the most famous partial apparitions. And it's in the Bible. It's uh, where this hand appears and, and writes on, on the, the wall, wall, I think, to the king of Babylon or something. Mm-hmm. And basically says, you are going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody freaks out. That would freak you out? Yeah. What they did is they were having this lavish banquet and they were taking all of the items from the temple that they'd captured. And they'd taken all the items out, like the gold chalice, everything that, that they used as utensils in the ceremony mm-hmm. of worshiping the jewish god they brought with them they got all these out to have a party and they were drinking wine and having you know like a giant orgy with oh these sacred instruments and this hand appears writing on the wall that would be nuts and it basically is saying you're you're done sorry guys yeah you're <laughs> done yeah That's so crazy yeah crazy famous one we partial learned a little bit about partial apparitions. Partial apparitions. Um, let's let's dive. Should in. we just go let's through the some, list? Yeah, let's yeah. go through the list. Yeah. So, like we said, at those two locations we went to, there was an apparition, which we would call a shadow person, mm-hmm. at Milner's Gate, and then at the TB Hospital, there was a full apparition that seemed to have weight and substance, like a real human, which was the angry man dressed and, in a and voice. Yes, and he was yelling at the or yelling. Hotel yeah, lady. yeah. So those two things, remember those because those are going to show up in this category. Mm-hmm. And those are the things that people are seeing. But they were different at each location, which is also important. Okay, so to kick it off, let's just start marching through this stuff. And if you go to different websites or you go to different you know, places, if you Google it, you're going to end up with like a thousand different things. Right. And I tried to pull together like the common ones. The stuff most common. you've heard of, right. stuff 
Yeah. Yeah, I got you. And just to say, the categories aren't clean. This list is just the common categories that people put things in. But there are so many nuances and variances that it doesn't fit everything. Right. That's my disclaimer out front. And I don't even know if I believe in any of this stuff, but this is what's out there. This isn't coming from my personal experience. This is coming from other people. And a lot of these people are professional parapsychologists or ghost hunters or whatever. People who believe they're mediums or, you know, all that stuff. Yep. So we're just going to kind of go down through stuff that I ripped off of a bunch of different websites all over all over yeah. the world. Get, so prepare to get Wikipedia. Get Wikipedia. <laughs> yep. Wicked. We're going to get wicked, not wicked. All right. Let's go. Okay. So first off, we're just going to talk about apparition types, right? There's a lot of types of apparitions. And the first one, it's one everybody knows about and talks about is just, we're just going to call it ghosts. Right. Right. And there are different kinds of ghosts. But the way that we are going to talk about ghosts is that we're going to talk about them as phantasms or phantoms. Okay. Which means, you know, basically they're disembodied manifestations of spirits or souls they could be humans they could be animal they could be who knows what right they're basically spirits of real things that have died or somehow crossed over into a different realm gotcha and it's so the spirits it and souls of those people it wouldn't necessarily be like a ghoulish monster spirit it would be more like a person these ghosts yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't have a it like could be ghoulish, it could be mad, it could be, you know, whatever. It could be that, but... But the hot dog monster was, isn't something that would have died. It's kind of like a... Other. You know hot dog monster from... Yes. From Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. the, like green gooey right. dog thing. Obviously, he wasn't a human. Yep. But he could be the spirit of an Elohim. <laughs> All right. No, I'm just saying, who knows what they are, but they're just spirits or souls or whatever. Of humans, non-humans, it doesn't matter... Okay. But they're the spirits and souls of those things. Gotcha. So there are different types of ghosts out there. And there are um, like crisis apparitions. So crisis apparitions will be like things that have happened that are really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And a spirit comes to warn you or it comes and says, hey, don't worry about me. I'm passed on, but I'm going to be okay. Okay. It's a it's something, you know. Re- related to a dramatic event. Right. Dramatic, dramatic event, event. But it's also interactive. It's personable to the person that it's revealing itself to. Yeah. So the second type is living apparitions. Okay. So this is a weird category. Um, Living apparitions are like when using something like astral projection or some kind of weird encounter, the spirit of somebody actually is able to project themselves to another location and interact with somebody or warn them. Like Kylo Ren and Rey in Star Wars, they kind of have interactions with each other, but they're not in the same place. Right. Or, and this would be a little different, but when Luke projects himself across and Kylo Ren is shooting at him as he's running and they blow him up and then and then he gets up and walks to him and then Kylo Ren realizes that Luke really wasn't even there. He's oh, projecting yeah. himself across the cosmos. Like Loki does. Loki. Yeah, like there little, you go. Like a ghosties of yourself running around. Yeah, so this is something that's very rare, but... It's where, you know, through a traumatic event or something, somebody's worried about it and you hear the voice uh, or you see your parent telling you, don't go down there. So Anakin Skywalker, he's going in to kill all the (laughs) Tusken Raiders that killed his mom. Right when he goes in there, you hear, no, Anakin, 
And it's Liam Neeson's character. Yeah. Qui-Gon Jinn, like astral projecting him. Although he's dead. He's already dead. So that's, yeah. He was Shoot. A, so living apparitions are apparitions that are the projection of somebody alive. Yeah. However that happens, I don't know. Use your imagination. Mm-hmm. So then you have deathbed visions. So this is like when people are on the deathbed. This is mm. quite common. This happened to your grandma. Yep. Where they're dying and death is imminent, but they start seeing and interacting with people spirits that have gone before them whether it's a parent or a mm-hmm. sibling or a child or whatever they start seeing these people in the room with them or yeah in whatever room they're mm-hmm. in in whatever space they're in yeah so those are deathbed visions i didn't know grandma had death yeah hers was weird she kept asking who's that who are those kids whose kids are those she was seeing kids <laughs> what, if, what what you gotta look in your eye like yeah that. it was weird yeah so, um, yeah, and then there's post-mortem apparitions. What would that be? That's like you're in a hospital, and somebody's dying, and they die, and you're sitting there, and then they appear to you. In the same hospital? Yes. Okay. Some. So it's like their spirit, as it leaves the body, interacts with people around them before <laughs> it leaves. So that's one that's common. Um, I've never experienced that. But I remember when my father-in-law passed away, when Papa Tony passed away. Mm-hmm. And when he died, I heard everybody's around him. This was at a home and all the kids were around him on his bed. And I was outside because I was, you know, the son-in-law. And I knew that he'd just passed away because I could hear them wailing mm-hmm. and, you know, sobbing. And so it was, it was Christmas Day. And I went outside and there was some fresh snow. So I got a snow shovel and I went out. I was shoveling the walk a little bit. And I just had this urge to just look up and wave goodbye within like 15 seconds of him passing. Oh, weird. Because, you know, you hear the stories that they, you know, when people die, they look back and they see the family and then they see the room and then they leave. Yeah. And then I was thinking, well, if he's leaving, I don't want to say goodbye to him. (laughs) So I ran outside and was shoveling the walks and waving to the sky, hoping Mm -hmm. that if he's going, that he would get to see me. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway, that's, that's that one. Uh, this stuff kind of makes me semi-emotional. So I gotta, yeah. Got to be careful. Like what you said about grandma. Mm-hmm. Seeing kids. Big problem for me is grandma Terry ne- or grandma Wanda. Mm-hmm. Neither of them really. Never really met my kids. Yeah. So you saying that these two kids, they're kind of like, well. Maybe they got a preview. <laughs> maybe. You maybe they know. got, you know, because it's out of time <laughs> at that point. Yeah, so out of time and space. Yeah. yeah just I don't a little, know. Fun to think about. Um, next one. Um well, first, let's just say that ghosts, in general, they can be interactive and intelligent. So they can have consciousness. They can be interacting with people in this dimension or, you know, however you want to say it. They are interacting with humans. Mm-hmm. And they are intelligent, or they can be. But they don't have to be. They could be non-interactive and they could be seemingly totally incoherent to anything that you do to try to interact with them. Right. So they can be kind of like going through the motions of whatever they're here doing. Mm-hmm. You can't really interact with it, but it's doing whatever it needs to do. Yeah. It's pointing at the closet or it's doing something. Yeah. And no matter what you do, it's you're not aware of inter- you yeah. and you're aware of it. Right. Yeah. Which in the next category is a little different. So they categorize these parapsychologists categorize these as hauntings Hmm. and 
It's like paranormal activity tied to a specific location or a structure or some geography mm-hmm. or an object. And it's what they call residual. So that means that this thing really doesn't interact and it doesn't even seem to have any intelligence. It seems to be a constant reproduction of something that has happened before. Oh, okay. So they, they'll call these things because they're location specific. And they'll call it like a place memory, like something traumatic or dramatic or huge happened in a location. And it's like all that energy caused like a, like the tape or the recording mm-hmm. to be messed up so that it's caught in a loop and there is something trapped in their replaying, like a, just like a film right. going over and over and over again. It's like how, like maybe there was a horrific crash on the freeway and if you drive by it, at a certain time of night, you may see the ghost of a woman in white or something right. along those lines. The woman doesn't talk to you or interact. Like, you see it, and then it's like, did I see that? Was that yep. a ghost? But it's so consistent that it's actually happening. And then other people will see it, and yeah. it's the same thing. It's like replaying a past event. Mm-hmm. It's like nothing. It's not like a new thing. It's not like it's trying to interact with you. You might get in its way, but it's it's just doing the same thing. Like, maybe it's going up and down the stairs. Right. Or maybe it's yelling at you in a certain room. Right. Or it's whatever, but it's the same thing. And then you find out it's really not engaged with you at all. It's just doing the it's same just, thing. I know we talked about it a little bit, but does that count for like these cold spots? It's like maybe this this Could uh, be. this haunting yeah. is just a cold spot in this room and because that's where this all this passion mm-hmm. or energy or whatever was. Well, you know, like people say when they go to some of the concentration camps in Germany, yeah. they go in and they feel cold yeah and because they know that millions of people died there and it was a horrible evil thing that did it and it's the same other places all over the world where these atrocious events happen and they actually describe it as it goes cold Hmm. crazy so uh, you know i don't know what it is if there's like this uh multi-dimensional membrane that's getting punctured that makes you know this because the evil there is so heavy that it, it it makes things cold tangibly in this you know realm i don't know whatever it is though it's really creepy right so hauntings would be categorized as things that are geographically focused or object focused right and like the tb hospital mm-hmm. in gooding where they keep seeing a guy who's angry in a white lab coat he's yelling yeah yeah and he seems to have a look of a certain period and stuff and so the lady that was there the innkeeper she didn't necessarily feel that he was yelling at her, but mm-hmm. he was standing in there yelling. So maybe he's one of those. He's like a haunting where maybe something traumatic happened and it's stuck in a loop in that area. Mm-hmm. I think you even said maybe he's not yelling, hey, I'm going to kill you. He's maybe 50 he's yelling, cc's of yeah, platinum. Or, like a doctor trying yeah. to do something because somebody's just uh, gone flatlined. Right. Yeah. Um, question about the hauntings. The thing that makes it a haunting that it's in a specific location, like yes. the movie Haunting in Connecticut or whatever. Yeah. It's not just these passive things that are just, mm-hmm. you know, doing whatever they're going to do. And it doesn't interact with people because it definitely interacts with the people in that mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. But it's location based. So let's say you build your house over an Indian burial ground. Poltergeist, the yeah. movie. Is that a haunting or is that something different? Because they are intentionally attacking and seeking those people. You know, that's interesting. I I wondered the same thing because 
in the research I've done, it looks like they try to distinguish between hauntings and like ghosts. Mm-hmm. A ghost could be what you see in a haunting that doesn't have interaction or intelligence. It could be just a loop. Right. That would be a haunting. But, and I think hauntings probably could have an interaction. But I think they would say that that interaction is a ghost experience rather than a haunting. I think they're trying to say hauntings are these loop events. So they can kind of be stacked. I think so. A haunting, so does a haunting have to be looped? According to the classifications of a couple of the sites I went to, the parapsychologist drew a line there. That hauntings are the looping events or the residual events. Mm. Where apparitions, it isn't a loopable event. It's more of a person or a spirit or a ghost with intelligence trying to interact or at least able to interact with us. Where a haunting would be, you can't really do anything about it. It just happens. So here's a kind of a weird one. Mm -hmm. Let's say a lady was eaten alive by dogs in a house. And You're just making this up? Yeah, making okay. this up. Right. And ever since then, everybody who lives in that house has a dog-to-dog dice. Ooh. Is that a haunting or is that a ghost? What if you see the dog getting killed by the lady? I don't think they would say that's a haunting. That is an apparition, a destructive apparition. Okay. Even though it's pretty much looping. And it's at that same and place. And it's in the same place. Mm-hmm. It would be more like an apparition. See, I don't know. I mean... We could do a deep dive on that later and decide. Um, I just know that hauntings, they want to say, are residual. And apparitions can occur anywhere, although they can be residual too. They can occur at a certain place. I guess that makes sense, just the word haunting. Like, I have this memory, it's haunting me. Mm-hmm. It's just looping, it's residual, it's yeah, just it won't go lingering. Away. Right. Okay, okay, and then, okay. Yeah, well, and then, and then cool. you think about, cool. so, okay, let's look at the TB hospital and the angry man in the white coat. He is different than Shadow Man at Milner's Gate Mm -hmm. in that the Milner's Gate guy, James, is interacting, supposedly. Yeah. People are being touched. Things are happening. There's like experience with it. Is he there in that place because of something that happened at that place? Or if he was a spirit, where he would go? looking for some place to be or... To be with other... Crossroads in his life. Yeah. So, I mean, you can kind of break it that way, too. Is it the traumatic event that causes the entity to repeat and repeat and repeat? Or is it a place that allows a spirit to habitat and interact? To me, there's a difference there. Mm -hmm. So anyway, we'll keep going. I said, so anyway, you can have a drink now. (laughs) According to the A Strange Thing drinking game, (laughs) remember the rules that Austin expressed last week? Drink Drink responsibly. responsibly. Don't drink without on your first date and you don't know who the guy is and never get <laughs> drunk. Or girl. And don't what well, either one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh whichever the way you swim. Don't drink and careful. drive. Yeah. Be smart. Be with people you can trust. And if you don't drink alcohol or you have a problem with alcohol, don't do it. Use Mountain tamales. Do it up. Or yeah, Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next. All right, back on. Okay. <clears throat> so that is the haunting category. So let's move on to Religious visions. Oh, boy. So these are apparitions that people have and believe that they encounter a deity Mm. or divine that encourages them to do things. Mm. Now, depending on your cosmology, you could say, well, it's really a god or it's a demon or it's a totally some delusion. 
Yeah, it's a mental illness. Right. Or- <laughs> so, I mean, it doesn't take much to think about this to, to understand those. Um, so, like, the Catholic Church and uh, the Marian apparitions that they had, I think that was, like, in the 60s or 70s, where people were going and seeing the Virgin Mary, and they were getting, there were, like, a group of kids that were seeing her, and they were giving, they were transcribing what she said. Oh. Yeah, this is, like, yeah. in South America. But it, that's one category. Like they were a little Guadalupe. <laughs> Um, another one uh, would be Joseph Smith, yeah, um, who interacted with the angels and recorded the Book of Mormon or whatever, and and uh, he saw that and had that interaction. And then you got in the Bible all kinds of of stories of like all the prophets, Elijah or, right. or even Paul. You know, all these guys interacted with somebody in visions. They they saw visions. They saw these entities, and mm-hmm. and they were compelled to act on those be the messenger for other people. Right. So that would be the religious type of uh, apparitions. That makes yeah. know, sense. You hear those things a lot. Mm-hmm. Even just people like in the, I could just see the Lord was yeah. guiding me to yeah. turn left instead of right. Yeah. And then he died. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, no. who knows? There are all kinds of stories that way. So that one's pretty self-contained. I mean, it's easy to think about. So the next one, which I find this one is interesting. I learned this some stuff on this one, one, is poltergeists. I thought, well, poltergeist is just a ghost. Right. It's not. No, no, no. It's inanimate things mostly, right? Well, it's, it's yeah, it's events happening around an individual. Mm-hmm. You were saying about poltergeist? Poltergeist are usually associated with an individual. Hauntings seem to be connected with an area. A house, usually. Poltergeist disturbances over a fairly short duration, perhaps a couple of months. Hauntings can go on for years. Are you telling me that all of this could just suddenly end at any time? Yes, it could. Unless it's a haunting. But hauntings don't usually revolve around living people. Then we don't have much time, Dr. Lush, because my daughter is alive somewhere inside this house. Ich bin ein Poltergeist. So what's weird about Poltergeist is they, enough, <laughs> they say that Poltergeists are the manifestations of kinetic energy or angst from a living individual oh. that manifests in re- real world stuff. So not necessarily like a spirit, like an entity that you see. But like things happening around an individual because of deep emotional distraughtness. Deep emotional distraughtness? Or can it be maybe our next topic, demons, or one of our previous topic, ghosts or something, playing off the emotions of us? It could be. So like typically what they'd say would be happening is, and it happens a lot supposedly around teenage girls, you know, because of the hormonal thing and all that. And the deep drama. I'm not saying that women are drama people are dramatic but they can be but anyway this is something that's that you find in the literature people talk about a lot of times poltergeists are attached to a young teenage girl pubescent people in general yes not just girls but some of the podcasts i listen to they make a point of saying that is often girls but most a lot of common like pubescent pubescent people yeah but it can in rare occasions be people of any sex in any age so weird so these things are like Odd things that happen around an individual, and I think they call them the agents. So they they would call the teenage girl or the person where weird things happen, agents. Hmm. And 
they think it's due to like repressed emotions or deep emotional angst. angst. You are a, a murderer of love! And then it's released in like bursts of psychokinetic energy. Hmm. So it's like they're freaking out inside their head and all that tension causes psychokinetic energy that's released and then things happen like objects fly or the lights sure flicker on and off um, or the weird one is the manifestation of strange substances like ectoplasm or weird goo or like somebody threw up a bunch of snot gross yeah one thing <laughs> you know like all poltergeist stories I've heard, not all, but a lot, tend to start with like, um, like they're sleeping at night, they hear scratching on their floors or something like that. In the walls. In the, in the cabinets are always slamming shut. Yeah. While they're sleeping, they don't know why it's happening. It really freaks them out and then it seems to escalate. Mm-hmm. Maybe it has to do with their mental state after they start noticing that things are changing around them and they don't have control over it. Well, see, I have a thing. It made me think of something that happens to me all the time. Oh, boy. And I don't oh, think, I think I know which one you're talking about. And I'm not like uh, I don't have like repressed emotions that I know of, unless they're deeply repressed. But I have a thing where I'm driving, and I know I get the physics of like like lights that turn on and off due to you know the sun light coming sensors. up. Yeah, light sensors on. But almost every time I drive, I'll go by a light at night, and it will turn off, and it won't be aiming my beams at it. It'll be like a side light. It'll be like something. You're talking about highway lights or something. Highway lights, up on a street pole, lights, yeah. 30 feet above you or yeah. whatever. And, and I just drive and they go off. And, you know, it could be a car five miles away that turned a corner and the light beam aimed straight at the sensor and it turned off. I don't know. But it happens enough that I notice it now. Mm-hmm. And then I always think of, okay, oh, okay, I'm going to get really weird here. And it's okay. They don't know all kinds of crazy. And we're at, we're in a safe place. <laughs> but Our guns allowed in here. But so you know, I always think of like light, light and energy, and the infrared band. There's not; it's not all visible light, right? And it talks about like in the Bible, it talks about that angels can appear or demons can appear as angels of light. And there's a lot of verbiage around light, mm-hmm. and so I always wonder: maybe there are, maybe it's this result of this dimension that's parallel to ours, where there are these light beings. And once in a while, those light beams hit my light sensors as I drive by. Maybe it's my guardian angel. They're trailing you. Or something. Yeah, I don't know. It makes you think that. It's like, is that a guardian angel? Or is that a demon trying to get me, opposing as an angel? I don't know what it is. But it happens enough, I notice it. Right. And then it made me think. i that too, since you said that. So you've, yeah, see? And it makes me think like maybe it's my lights. On your car. Yeah. But what if it happens to the side of you? Right. Yeah, and I always notice it's kind of in the distance when you pass it. Maybe, yeah. I think it kind of... And why doesn't it do it on every other car? I think we're just more good in in our our nature. (laughs) And we have like a... We're emanating light from our being. Our soul is emanating light of of kindness and goodness and badassery. It's it's not psychokinetic energy. It's... Holier than thou energy emanating yep. from our inner core. That's exactly it. Oh, yeah. that's what it is. Okay, mystery solved. It's our <laughs> supreme masculinity. Oh, that could be. That is so bright. Bright. Yeah. Like it's just wow, that guy's so masculine. And that turns the yeah. lights off. Which also explains other people wearing sunglasses. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I passed a guy the other day. I sent the glasses on. Yeah. Oh, that guy's that. Bad. I got to put them on. He's going to yeah. blind me. He's like, yeah, I don't know. That's stupid. But <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you see things like that. You notice things like that. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it kind of makes you wonder when you read a description of a poltergeist. And then I start thinking. Do I have repressed emotions? <laughs> it's causing some inward reflection. Yeah. And when I get in the car, because a lot of times, like if if I'm stressed and there's a lot of crazy things going on in life and I need just a downtime, just to thank or pray or whatever, I'll get in my car and I'll drive. And that's when I notice these things. Right. So there is, in a way, a lot of emotional... In your car? Well... And... And repressed kind of emotions that are going on. Think of a prepubescent girl and going through all this or a boy or whoever, whoever going through all this drama in their life it could be the psychokinetic energy or it could be they're calling out to god for help or whatever and know. maybe there are angelic beings that are surrounding them to help them and maybe that's causing and to help things. them they throw dry erase objects or racers yeah. at them well they how else are they gonna let them know they're there yeah <laughs> nothing will help somebody calm down when they're going through drama like magical flying oh, pencils and stuff like a, well like you you know you took those snoop dog cds <laughs> and went up there and were listening to them secretly and you probably oh, yeah. felt guilty it caused emotional stress and you were prepubescent and then boom, boom flying cds fighting cd cases across the room <laughs> no just cds i didn't put them back in the case oh are you didn't? kidding me yeah that's true yeah <laughs> How dare you? For those that are listening, Austin described that event in the last episode. I think it was the last one. Yeah, so you have to to figure it out. You have to go back and listen to it. Yeah. Poltergeist, weird one, weird category. Dredges up all kinds of stuff, partly because it's interactive with me and you and the listeners, too. The strange substances freaks me out for a lot of reasons. We moved into this house. Who did? Amber. Well, Amber and Andrew. Oh, my brother-in-law and my sister, they bought this house, and I ended up moving there with them and staying there in, like, their spare room upstairs. In the corners of the doorways, I found this, like, yellow oil. Like, just in all the doorways. I was like, this is gross. What is this? It's, <laughs> is like, that? splattered around. And I was like, that's weird. You know, and I didn't think much of it. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I wonder if that's, like, some kind of weird movie thing where like the walls are like seeping this oil or something or alien spores so i go up in my bed and there were like i bought a used mattress or got hand-me-down mattress and there were like shards of glass poking through my mattress and i kept feeling it in the middle of the night i ended up like taking my mattress up found all these little pieces of glass put my mattress down weird that a little bit later i found more bits of glass poking through took them out and so I'm like, well, that's really weird. So I just Googled, like, glass in my mattress. Like, maybe they use some material that's recycled and it ends up shards of glass or whatever. First thing that pops up is, like, shards of glass in your mattress, demon possession. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) But I don't want to know this stuff. I don't know. Well, it is weird. I I found out what it was. I think it's it's Garcia Vega, the little cigars. Uh Uh-huh. They come in like a glass vial. And you were smoking and, a cigar. And I had a couple cigars. And there's like these baskets I had. And I would keep all like my random things in there. Change and whatever. Cigar tubes apparently. And I had cleaned my room and took all my stuff off my cabinet. Put it on my 
bed to dust the cabinet off and put everything back. And I think one of the moving broken. everything around one had broken because I found a bunch of broken shards of the same mm. kind of glass. But yeah, that freaked me out. Well, that's not nearly <laughs> as exciting as a <laughs> and I did find out later possession. that we have a Jewish friend. I think we've talked about him before. Yeah. Um, but he came over and like uh, did like a, a blessing of our house, I guess, with my brother-in-law. And that's where that weird yellow pasty oh, gooey oil stuff so it came wasn't, from. It wasn't, but the two back-to-back in the time period was like two days. <laughs> and I was like, and I just Googled glass in your bed and it was like demon possession. <laughs> I was like, oh no. That is weird. <laughs> that is really weird. Well, I'm glad it wasn't a demon possession. It was, it was, it's it's was a re- it was a rabbi's <laughs> holy water or anointing oil. And cigars, which he and likes t- cigars. Yeah. Who'd have thunk? So the next one, it's funny that you said that demons, demon possession, because that is actually the next category. Demons. The apparitions could be demonic. So demonic apparitions would be characterized as um, a nefarious creature. Drink. Because <laughs> I said nefarious. You planned that one, huh? <laughs> I did. I put it on the notes. Nefarious! Exclamation point, exclamation point. And then in parentheses, drink. But, but, <laughs> but it is... You know, a demonic activity, if there is an apparition of a demonic source, they would be destructive and they would have evil intentions. Right. So they are out for no good for the people they're interacting with. And also, they're often highly intelligent. It's hmm. not just they're interactive, but they they're intelligent. They different languages and know people's names. And they're manipulative. I didn't pronounce it right. No. And they're manipulative. <laughs> He said, and they're manipulative. <laughs> we can't say manipulative. I just said it right. Manipul? Manipul. Okay. <laughs> so if they're demonic, they're manipulative, and they're destructive with evil intentions, right. and they're highly intelligent. They can speak multiple languages. They have knowledge about things they shouldn't know about. They make your head spin. They make you throw uh, up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess they could do that, too. So, demonic apparitions are truly nefarious, mm-hmm. nice. and they are dangerous, and they do not have good intentions for anybody, at least not in this dimension. Right. So, beware, demons. Bad, bad things. Okay, so our next category in apparitions is manifestations from the consciousness of the living. Ooh. Yeah, this is a weird one. You can conjure up your own apparition by believing and willing it into existence. Right. Okay. So, so, I mean, there's a famous experiment and a bunch of Canadian researchers got together and they said, hey, let's see if we can dream or talk our idea of a spirit into existence. Wow. So what they did is they started meeting um, like weekly and having a seance and they would visualize collectively the same entity. Mm. And over the course of a few months, it actually started appearing to them. Weird. It's kind of like, we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier, but I thought of, uh, what's that guy's name? Slenderman. Yeah. He was like computer generated, yeah. basically just an altered picture. Yeah, he was a cyber entity. He only yeah, existed in but cyberspace. But people started believing in him, and mm-hmm. the next thing you know, people are actually seeing, seeing him. him. So I wonder, yeah. you know, it's kind of the same thing, but accidental instead yeah, of Yeah, it's, it's kind of like um, an experiment that makes you wonder if the human brain 
can make you see and actually bring into existence something. Right. You know, isn't that the whole thing with like Oprah Winfrey and that whole thing? It's Maybe. Like, it's like you believe it enough. Yep. The power of you. You can make <laughs> it happen. And like, okay, so let's go there. Health and wealth gospel in Christian circles. Tonight, my brothers and my sisters, I decree a miracle. I declare a blessing. I speak it into existence without intimidation. Touch somebody and say manifest. If you believe it enough, you can speak it into existence. Right. So your wealth, your health, all you have to do is believe enough and it will become real. So right. it's, it's that kind of thing where I believe this entity is there. I think about this entity enough mm-hmm. and I'm so you know focused on it that it actually, it actually starts appearing to me. Appearing to that person. Yeah. And it could be psychosomatic. Right. Or it could be more nefarious. It could be like a demonic entity that's aware of your... Playing on that weakness or whatever. Yeah, it's aware of your vision Mm -hmm. and actually manifests to you in that form. Right. I mean, there's a lot of possibilities here. But that is a category, um, and it was actually proven. These guys were actually able to create this entity that that appeared to them, albeit in a seance-type form. Right. Or mass hysteria or mass hypnotism. They meditated on one thing collectively, and they all started kind of feeling it. Feeling it? whatever, yeah. And his name of this entity that they conjured up was Philip. Philip. And so they call it the Philip Experiment. You can get online and Google it and read all about it. I want to say, and I mentioned this earlier too, but I think they call it a golem. The golem in Jewish lore? Yeah, and it's like a... I think there's a famous rabbi. He like conjures up this inanimate object... That is controlled by some will. Yeah. Isn't and that... it protects something. Yeah. I, we, that could be a whole episode. If it was like we'd a... We'd have to go to Israel or A creature or that had... It was like rocks. Yeah. It would like be made something. up of mud and dirt and stone mm-hmm. and it would like protect or go after people. And I want to say that even today, that golem is mm-hmm. still in that... Golem. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, that golem, not the not the character. Star Wars. No, Star Wars. Star Wars is wrong, wrong, wrong universe. <laughs> not Yoda, the Lord of the Rings. Yoda and Golem switch. Not the, the Middle movie. Earth. Maybe Middle Earth is Star Wars universe. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think this golem still is supposedly in this temple that nobody can go inside of. What? Yeah, Where? I want to... Like the Middle East somewhere? I'd have to... I heard this somewhere. Huh. And, you, like, you can't go in there and see it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, it doesn't really exist. Yeah. But they still, like, protect this temple. You I think X-Files had a Gollum episode. Oh. Or a Night Stalker did or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that from many years ago. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so let's go on to the next one. Anyway... So you believe something so much that it becomes a real you, thing. It's manifested by your own sure will. Right. Yeah. Okay. 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 Next up. There you go. On so the, the next one we got is solid people. So this is a type of apparition like that was seen at the tuberculosis hospital in Gooding. It's a solid like like a real person. Mm-hmm. And But it's usually like in a period dress or it talks like something from the past. It's like a manifestation that is very physical, very real, heavy. It has weight. It has density. It could walk by you and you'd be like, what's that stranger doing in my house? Yes, right. And <clears throat> But at the same time, it's like it's like trapped from a different time. Mm-hmm. 
So it might have a dialect that's English, but it might sound like a peculiar English. I say, old chap. Right, like something that was from, you know, 100 years ago. But yeah, that old guy in the lab coat that manifested at the tuberculosis hospital that's now the University Mm -hmm. Inn in Gooding, that would categorize itself in this category. Right. That's something I feel like I hear about like cruise ships, like old restored Mm -hmm. cruise ships. There's like the sailors from the previous, when it was a warship and now it's converted to a cruise ship or a restaurant. Yep. And then the sailors at night, they... They come back to life or whatever. So one of the most famous ones from a movie would be like The Shining, Mm -hmm. where uh, Jack Nicholson is running through the uh, hotel and he's kind of going crazy. And he goes to this room and there's like a a person in the bathtub who's like this hot babe. And she gets out and starts (laughs) walking to him with no clothes on. And he's like, hey, baby, you know. Uh, you know, just forget that we're in a hotel where there's nobody and we're snowed in. But yeah, there's this hot babe in this room and she's coming at me. And he gets up and he starts kissing her and making out. And then when he looks back, she turns into like this corpse. Ugh. But she's solid. You know, she's real to him. And then he like freaks out and runs away. That's weird. So it would be like that kind of thing for hmm. those that have seen The Shining. That That is a good example of a solid person. But they can change, and they can materialize and dematerialize. Interesting. Yeah. So you can actually feel them, too, huh? Yeah, apparently. Well, I mean, he did in the movie. But yeah, he felt it real good. Who t- <laughs> 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 yeah, he did. Till it turned to pus buckets. Oh. Yeah, okay. Gross. That'll kill the mood. Yeah. Nothing like that. I've been really <sighs> trying. Now, what the f- What? <laughs> yep. So, so that kind of makes me think of, like, the shadow person. People, but they're 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 not they're shadows. They're shadows. They're coming. Okay, okay, okay. We're gonna but, talk about them in a bit. But there's a lot of situations where people see like the old hag who's considered a shadow person, right? And they feel her. She grabs them, or she sits on oh. them. And they, they, they actually know she's there. They but actually she's like, feel her, and they they actually can I think see details. Of so her she's face. like semi solid. Semi-solid circle. We got a new category that we created, yep. the semi-solid apparition. That sounds cooler than a lot of these. I like semi-solid. Ectomist. Well, that's our next. Semi-solid. You Way just cooler. gave away where we're going. Okay, let's oh, yeah. go to ectomist. That was a transition. Yeah, it was. Good one. Speaking of segue. So the ectomist. The ectomist is like basically a blob. My sister saw a blob. I saw a blob. Eh. It's a blob story. It was floating outside my bedroom. It freaked me out. And I saw it after my sister said she saw a floating blob outside so of her. So it might window. be one of the manifestations of consciousness of living ones. Well, no. Okay, get this. Okay. So when we were little kids, I was probably like five. Mm-hmm. Highly impressionable. My sister would have been seven. We were messing around in my grandpa's basement, and we found these like spooky pencil sharpener heads. That were like, it was like Boris Karloff as Frankenstein and the werewolf and the oh, vampire. Oh, I see. Okay. So they so were like designed plastic, in a way yeah. that looked like, I thought you were saying no. they were pencil sharpener heads and they creeped us out. <laughs> well, no, but they were, they were in three colors. There was like a white one and a green one and I think a gray one. Okay. And there was Dracula and it was, it was uh, Frankenstein and it was the werewolf. All right. Or it could have been the mummy. But anyway, so. it doesn't matter. It was in this box downstairs. And we thought these heads were so cool and we wanted them. So grandma said we could have them. Nice. So Connie, my sister, took the green head home and I took the I'm white head that's home. 
I was one of them. I can't remember. <laughs> I was five. And we put them in our drawers in our bedrooms. And that night, Connie saw outside of her room this glowing orb, mist, fog thing. that we, She called it a glob. Glob. She saw a glob outside of her door. And it was floating there in space. And that is what these are, these ecto-mists. They're mm-hmm. like a floating mist or, or glob. The next night, I wake up and I look over and I see a white glob in oh, my weird. doorway. Now, it could be because I'm impressionable could be. as a five-year-old. It's like this swirling mist and they're supposed to be like, they can move really quickly or they can just kind of float in place. Mm-hmm. They float off the ground or they can kind of like have an orbital pattern around weird. a room. And, you know, who knows? Maybe your eyes have a mucus or something in them and that's causing maybe, it in the middle of your you're people having a stroke you can have a stroke yeah whatever it is right. people see these things so that's the you said mist. glob a lot glob yeah glob. it was a glob we called it the glowing glob that's like the one you see in movies yeah or uh ghost hunter tv shows where they take a picture and then they've got this orb later and they're like yeah or that fuzzy has to thing. be a, yeah a lot of video surveillance that captures supposedly these entities right or apparitions so the next one is one of our favorites. We are calling it shadow people. And there are lots of different types of shadow people. Tons. So they're well, just like tons. things that live in shadow. They're semi-misty. Mm-hmm. They're kind of there, but not there. But yet they seem to have a little mass. Like they, like when the mist moves or the, the shadow moves, it, it moves with weight. Yeah. It's not like it's just a totally vapor like light. There's it doesn't like just glide and float. It like causes the room to creak when it steps. Right. Like when it walks or whatever, like you see it bob as it mm-hmm. walks along, even though it's just kind of a shadow. It's right. like the shadow of something real. And uh, so we have Hat Man that we talked about. We call him uh, James at uh, Milner's Gate that's being seen by a lot of people. He would fit in this category. You've talked of the old crone or the old, uh, old hag. hag. Who can sit on people and actually like push weight down? And they feel like they're suffocating. Suffocating. Um, there's a lot of these. There's some, one that's like smiling all the time that people yeah. see. A picture you got up there is kind of creepy, right? Yeah, now. it's kind of a shadow. But I got <laughs> I got a picture in my office of a CD cover that I did, but it's got a shadow person running he's across like running, the field. It's the silhouette of a person with a really brightly lit mm-hmm. backdrop, and he's running, but. It, Shadow person. Yeah, and it's, uh, for those that want to look it up, it's got kind of a Giacometti kind of sculpture kind of look, mm-hmm. which is like long and exaggerated features. So Giacometti would like, he would try to reproduce sculptures that if you saw somebody out of the corner of your eye, what would they look like? And they, they didn't look like solid people, so they're all like elongated and stretched. That's kind of a good description of it a is. shadow person, it totally actually. Is. Yeah. Out of the corner of your eye. I don't even remember now. It was, oh, it was at least a week, a week and a half ago, I had a caller who said, Art, I see shadow people. You know, like, I see dead people. I see shadow people. And that began a chain of events that's leading to the show that we're just now going to do. I think we all have experienced this. Well, maybe not, maybe not all. As you know, I began the program Dreamland years and years and years ago. And I wrote the intro to Dreamland. 
You remember the intro to Dreamland? You remember things seen in the corner of your eye, peripheral vision? Well, I put that in there because it's one, to me, has always been one of life's great unexplained mysteries. There seem to be things that you will see moving in your peripheral vision every now and then. I mean, it's just like, what the hell was that? It moved. And you look, and there's not, nothing there. Well, that's why I put that into the intro of Dreamland. And now, we got the call, what, a week and a half ago, I said, something like that. And the person said, you know, Art, uh, not only do I see them from the corner of my eye, but I'm beginning to see what I call shadow people clad in dark uh, garb with usually, you know, with some kind of uh, a cover over their head, a shroud or something. And I'm seeing them straight on, Art. Well, that began the avalanche. I got no less than uh, 4,500 4,500 people bothered to sit down and email me long stories of what they've been seeing. Here's just a little sample. Listen to Coast to Coast AM, right. and it's on there a lot. Um, people see these things everywhere. That's what I was saying before I got distracted by that picture. Is It does intrigue me the most because it's so consistent. Yeah. You know, why would... And I had a thought about this the other night, and I'll explain that later. But people keep seeing the guy in the hat. People yeah. keep seeing the old hag. People keep seeing these same things. And oftentimes, like my mother-in-law, she saw, I think, an old lady peeking through her doorway, knowing that it wasn't the anybody in the house. Right. Just kind of scared herself back to sleep and woke up, and now she sleeps with the door open all the time. I was thinking the other day, what if... Because I have a newborn, mm-hmm. and I am constantly creeping on this kid in the middle of the night. Like, he makes a noise, I hear it, I wake up, I want to know if he's awake or if he's sleeping, so I poke my head in. And just and I, just wonder, I wonder if these are, like, um, memories from when you're so young of mom and dad or grandma... Checking in on you Coming in and looking at you <laughs> and poking their head around the corner, yeah. and... They're just some kind of lingering memory of, you know, because I had a hat on at the yeah. time. I wasn't wearing a uh, gaucho hat. I was wearing a well, baseball cap. But here, you, you still kind of get that, like, I wonder if it's just lingering in my brain, my subconscious of this person checking on me and periodically. And so it just keeps coming up for just, some reason. It would be a silhouette to him. Yeah. The light's all behind me. I just poke yeah. my head around the corner, and next thing you know. Well, sometimes I wonder in a similar way. It's like, so you see people all day. Mm-hmm. And you know how you can look at, they have these things on like Facebook where in social media you'll look at it and it says to stare at something for like 30 seconds and then look at a wall and then look at a wall. I wonder if like it's a retinal burn, like if you have seen something, but it's like a burned image in your retina or whatever that manifests because now the lights are out. Could be. And you see the light and then it's what puts that shape in there because it's Mm -hmm. ghosted in. I wonder sometimes if it's something like that. Or, you know, it could be the way that reflective light comes off different objects can create shapes in weird ways in corners. And maybe that your mind, because it wants to fill in the unknown with something known, that it goes ahead and like basically connects the dots. Kind of like what you do in clouds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or staring at the ceiling in Uh your room. 
But here's one thing about Hatman that is kind of universal. People always see Hatman with red eyes. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah. So you don't see anything, but you see two red glowing eyeballs in the shadow. <laughs> that kind of ruins the whole, you know, the whole kind of... Unless that, that becomes a, an exaggeration or yeah. something. Or it, it was so terrifying it left that impression. It combines um, with the manifestation from the consciousness of the living where you've maybe. got, you know, okay, I'm going to go ahead because I'm expecting to see eyeballs in there that are red and diabolical. My brain is going to put them in there even though they're not. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's, maybe you're trying to fill in the gap too because there's this man in your room. You're yeah. looking at a man and he has no eyes because it's not there. But you're you're imagining and so you're your like, brain I need to find there. something I can identify with in the eyes. But he's in your room. He's evil, and red is evil, and yeah. your eyes—you're just filling in gaps. Maybe it is the manifestation. The other thing I kind of thought of is: Have you ever just stared at the darkness? Yeah, it's pitch black. There's yep. no moon. There's no light. Go into like your pantry in your kitchen and just turn the lights off, and it's—it's it's so dark, you don't see anything in front of your face. But you get like these morphing blobs of blue and different colors, and just kind of like. It's still just darkness. Yeah, but your brain. But your brain is like there. adding like a blob of blue, and it kind of disappears. And it's well, it's kind of like if, if you close your eyes really hard, like right now. Yeah, you don't see black. I mean, the black's there, but you're seeing like all these, all these like, little like, fuzzy sparkles. lights and sparkles. It's and, probably different for like everybody. Like right now, too. I'm looking, and I see a circle inside the middle of my dark eyes. Weird. I mean, it's that's probably my halo. It's weird. It could be because I'm looking <laughs> at you, but it could be that kind of thing. So when I'm it actually is dark and your eyes are open, maybe it's doing the same kind of thing. I'm wondering if maybe it's a sign of paranoia or people who are hyper vigilant. Could be. And they're they're always on the edge and they're always worried about that thing. Mm-hmm. And then when they close their eyes or and they wake up in a state of sleep paralysis, which is often related to the shadow person. If they, they wake up and they can't move or they, they're seeing their room in its darkness and they know what's supposed to be there, but they see these blue lines and that fills in gaps. Yeah, the brain's connecting the And then the sleeping the kind of it. connects yeah. it. Who knows? Yeah, that's, you know, it's weird. It's, it's fascinating. This whole thing is fascinating for me. But. I came up with my own argument, though. Then why would you see him at a bar? Nobody's afraid of a guy in a hat at a bar. Can't answer <laughs> anyway, that question. Anyway, anyway. Okay, so next qu- <laughs> next category, we got the shadow people. We covered that a little bit. Another thing that people see are partial apparitions. Oh, now these, these are we rare. Talked about this yeah, a little. You, we did. We said <laughs> these are rare, and that's when people see, you know, the upper arm or a body or a face or whatever. And we talked about the uh, writing on the wall, and we talked about the thing that you saw. Mm-hmm. Talked about that. Let's just go on. Let's just keep moving. Of funnel ghosts. Now, this is another one I talked about. I couldn't remember what this was called. Funnel ghosts are like the dark, cold areas that you feel. When they walk into a room with yeah. their EMF detector, and they're like, I just right. walked through a gold spot. I just like walked through a cold temperature's spot. temperature's getting cold here. I can feel my breath. <laughs> you <laughs> can know? feel your breath. I mean, I can, see my, <laughs> I can see my breath in the air. It's cold here all of a sudden, <laughs> which is famous from, uh, what was the one we talked about earlier? Um, fifth, no, not Fifth Element. <laughs> fifth Element? Isn't that Bruce Willis? <laughs> yeah, it is Bruce Willis. That's why I connected. Bruce Willis with Sixth the gauze sense. lady. Yeah. Sixth Sense. It's the Sixth sequel. Sense. Yeah. So the fifth element is six. <laughs> yeah. The sixth 
sense. Fifth element. Mm-hmm. Um, the kid in the movie would all of a sudden he'd get cold. Yeah, and like the doorknob frosts. Yeah, I think, and or like he'd breathe, over. and you'd see the steam from his breath. And that's how you knew there was a ghost around, right? Yeah. And that's what this basically is, but not as dramatized. Loophole in that movie, fun- but we won't get into yeah. that. The funnel ghost, um, which really is no ghost; it's just a vortex of cold that you feel when there's a negative entity or, or an open window. Yeah, when there's something paranormal about ready to happen, boom, there it is. All right. So the next one is, a draft. is orbs. And usually people see these orbs on photograph. They don't see in real life while, while they're there, but when they develop or they look at the digital picture, right? they see these orbs floating. So that's different than the one we just talked about. It. Yeah, they're not, they're not the globs. They're not the glob people. Okay. These are the uh, orbs. And one thing about orbs, they're, they're like lights. The suspicion by a lot of parapsychologists. Paranormal people. They are the disembodied spirits of people that right. are leaving this dimension. I want to say that's like a Celtic thing, like a, like a blue flame. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, I'm, I think maybe I'm crazy. I heard of something like a blue flame that will like lead you somewhere. Yeah. It's like the, the spirit of somebody. That's, I've got a minor it that's telling me that that's true. Yeah. If not, leave a Forget review. It. Yeah. A five-star <laughs> review. And then in the <laughs> notes, tell me why I was wrong. So another thing, and I it, this kind of ties into UFOs, but a lot of people see these kind of floating orbs out in like a field or out in a like right. a, along a fault line or mm-hmm. it's a different kind of orb but it's something that people see and they wonder about these energy balls i think they call them but they're orbs mm-hmm. and there's a, actually over by rupert in oakley in idaho there's like a place that's very famous for these glowing orbs that float along a certain area let's hop area. on a couple motorcycles let's do it get my vortex optics to tie in the last one and some night vision glasses <laughs> Goggles. We don't need night vision because they glow. Oh, that's true. And we'll just sit there bright. all night long and watch and record our experiences. And with some dragon milk. With a lot of dragon's milk because we're not going to be driving anywhere yeah, and we're going to be safe. There. And I know you won't try to take advantage of me. No. And we'll say, <laughs> but anyway, and, and, and nefarious. And nefarious. As many times as possible. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, I think they've come up with some excuses. There's like, um, like ball lightning. Yeah. That's a phenomenon where like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about swamp it. gas. Swamp is gas one. is yep. another one that you hear is like uh-huh. somehow like spontaneously combusts or something, or expands, or has or some some kind of like yeah. thing that makes it glow for a second. It's phosph- and phosphorus kind of effect, or the- maybe the light actually reflects off of it. I'm not sure. And then there's the the ball lightning that's actually like a, like a ball of light yeah. for a second and it disappears. Dissipates. That seems cool. We need to do more research on I that. I think we're, we'll definitely do this one. We're going to go out and, and research this because it's close mm-hmm. and because we know the area and there's a lot of weird things over there besides that. So we'd be like a, a you know, quadruple a three whammy. for one or yeah. two for one. We yeah. should uh, do it this summer when it's nice. We can camp yeah, out. Yeah, like spring. We can camp out. Do some out, roughing ride it. Ride some motorcycles. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so next next category, and this one's weird too, is by location. We kind of talked about something similar bit. to this, mm-hmm. and this is that Luke Skywalker kind of thing where um, a phenomena where a person appears in more places than one at the same time. Right. And I don't know if that's because the person has some kind. See, the the other one we talked about is like astral projection, where a guy puts himself in a trance, like men who stare at goats. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's like projecting himself. And this one, this is people are seeing two individuals at the same time. That's the same one. So this would independent be independent like of Loki. the person trying to make it happen. 
Oh, independent. Yeah, it's so, not like there's a guy out there going, oh, I'm going to manifest myself in another location. It's like people are out there and they're like, hey, there's Billy. And then there's a person over in another state and he's like, oh, hey, Billy. And then, but they can't quite get a hold of Billy. Billy's gone. But the other one's like, oh, hey, Billy, how you doing? But Billy was in the same place. I'm confused. Yeah. Well, it's like they're seeing the same guy in two different locations at the same time. But the guy oh. isn't like trying to astral project himself. To two locations. Okay. So one is like, you know, astral projection is a thing where people try to do that. Put they themselves put themselves in their else. trance. They, you know, they release themselves from their own body and they go out and they see things in, remotely. Like in remote viewing. Stranger or, things. Remote viewing. Yeah. The whole like. Yeah. Nine, or men who stare could go out and do that. Yeah. She's uh, finding bad guys in yeah. cellars and stuff. Okay. She could see, she get a bloody nose when she did it, but she could see people in different that's astral projection. That's the other one. Right. This one is by location, not because the person's trying to do it. It just happens. It'd be like if I was sitting here mm-hmm. talking to you now, and through this glass door, you just watched me walk right past. Or and you were like, I get "What the call, heck?" Oh, I get a call from Nancy down in Twin Falls, and she says, "Hey, Austin, I just saw him at at the coffee shop walking by." Oh yeah, that'd be weird. And be like, "No, he's here." And like, "No, I just saw him. He was here." Right. Does that have anything to do with like when people die a lot? You know, a lot of times these are living. So this one, I mean, they do do that, but that's a different category when you're. They kind of have like moved on already. Their spirit somewhere else, so they don't count that. This is like for some whatever reason, people are seeing two of you at the same time, which you know you can pretty much explain that away. away. Which is our next category, which is the doppelganger. Mm -hmm. But you have a doppelganger, yeah. They're so kind of connected. They are, like. but they're a little different. Doppelganger, which is the final category I think I have on my list, which is a wraith or an apparition of a living person or a spirit double or a spiritual replica. <laughs> so unlike just seeing a person physically in two places at the same time, this is like seeing a ghost of a person at the same time in two different places. Does that make sense? So you can account for both people. Right. But the doppelganger, <clears throat> you would be more like me walking by it's as an, I sit here anyway. And it then, would be an intentional manifestation of your essence to another person, intentional by some force, whether it's a wraith mm-hmm. or it's a your spirit double or if it's a, a replica. Okay. Where by location is you're not even aware of it. The doppelganger is the one. The doppelganger is aware of it. It's a wraith. It's, it's like, like a mirror hey, of you. I'd be like, hey, dad, want to yeah. come record a podcast? And then I lure you in here. And then. Yes. So it, so could, it could have more like a nefarious, nefarious. It could have a nefarious reason. Sip. It could be a diabolical thing. So on that one, you could tie that to the like a demonic kind of influence and mm-hmm. trickery. So, I mean, this, this wraith or, or apparition of a living person, spirit double, um, spiritual replica, is not real. Mm. But like the, by location would be, you would think it was real. The doppelganger seems to be truly more nefarious. There's a mimic. Something's trying to mimic you to cause people to do something or interact in a different way. Is it coming voices too? I like think you it, hear yeah. like mimics too where... Yeah. Like, hey, dad. And then you go you look and over yeah. and yeah. I'm not there. Totally, totally fits in this mm-hmm. category. Okay. Yeah. We've gone through a list of what? I think there must be 12. I don't know. Of different things of apparitions. And there's more. And I think some of these mix 
together. Yeah. And, you know, the, the big question is, what is all this stuff? I mean, my mind is like, you know, I could probably, if I'm feeling a little skeptical, I could wad this up in a giant ball and kick it and say, this is just a load of crap. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe in any you of it. almost explain them all in like mental illness, not really paying attention mm-hmm. to what you're actually seeing. Like, yeah. oh, I saw a doppelganger, but it was your neighbor who yeah, also happens like to you. have a beard, you know. Like I said, mental illness, schizophrenia, or something could cause you to think there's somebody there or whatever. Yeah, you could almost explain any of these away. So you've got these other stories that are harder to explain away that you can't like conveniently just kind of wad up into a ball and kick away because you know the people. Right. And you know they're not trying to lead you or be you know sensational or anything like that. They're just giving their experience. So, you know, I'm... I I don't believe in all this stuff necessarily, but at the same time, I am very respectful of the people that have had these experiences. Mm -hmm. And so here's what happens. So people have these experiences. They want answers. And they've experienced any one of these things that we just talked about. And so what do they do? They go to professionals or people who brand themselves as professionals. professionals. (laughs) And they go out to try to find answers. And then so you get these... Well, you know, you could call them ghost hunters. You could call them parapsychologists. You can call them whatever. And some of them are good people and they're trying to do a good thing and they believe in what they're doing. But some are just out for sensationalism. Right. And that brings up our whole next category, which is who are these people and what is this tech that they do and what gives them the pedigree An experience that allows them to go out and do an assessment that we should trust and believe in. Who are they? Yeah. And who are ghost hunters? Who are the people? And you can get on the internet and look, and there are hundreds of people that provide these services. And they have all this kind of equipment. They'll come out. They'll do an investigation. They have a podcast like ours, a lot of Mm -hmm. them, you know. But they, you know, they come out and they do... An investigation to try to help answer the questions for these more serious things. Or they go out to investigate for themselves because people are experiencing stuff. They're like, hey, this is weird. What is this? Like we are. Right. I think the, I might be wrong, but the people who kind of kicked the whole like taking it seriously Mm -hmm. and studying it as a profession or a career. Mm -hmm. Ed and Lorraine Warren, I think did, um, I don't know if we want to get into this too much, but they did like some investigations of like dolls that were possessed. Mm-hmm. Like Annabelle or whatever. Yeah. I think it had a different name originally. But um, yeah, they I've actually, heard a lot one. of those movies, The Conjuring mm-hmm. and stuff like that, were based off of their experiences. Mm-hmm. And this this couple, they had like a little ruse. I think they would draw pictures of their houses. Yeah. And then go in and talk to the people and be like, do you mm-hmm. have anything weird going on here? And then they'd kind of open the door that way. But yeah. well, they, I think they were the two people that kind of kicked off the idea of it being taken seriously. Well, and then and Ghost Hunters <clears throat> came on and it was like a really popular thing. Right. That was like modern. Yeah. This is like... Yeah, that I was a long he was time born ago. We were talking 26. about it a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. But this one, the, you know, when Ghost Hunters came on, it kind of it kind of got everybody excited about chasing ghosts. Yep. And they started getting this technology and they started doing using things like EVPs Sleeping and over all this stuff. It. Yeah, graveyards and, and penitentiaries, you know, nighttime vision mm-hmm. camera equipment and infrared. sonar or infrared, yeah, yeah infrared thermometers. Yep. And they started chasing these ghosts, and it was so popular that it just took off. Da, 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 da. And yeah, right. <laughs> so everybody's out there trying to catch ghosts now, 
and they've got podcasts and you, you can go on anything and you'll yeah. find all these hacks like us <laughs> going yeah. out and exploring things and trying to capture things on film or recording or whatever. And they've got all this tech. And I don't think we have time. I, you know, I don't want this thing to be like two hours long, but I think we'll do one more episode on just the tech. Yep. And maybe some of the people who are my, most famous like that. Yeah. The guy who wears all the rhinestones. He's like <laughs> only does biceps at the gym. Yeah, so what is it? There's Ghost Hunters, and what's the other one that did the... Ghost Hunters. The international, um, something international. Ghost Hunters International. Ghost, probably Ghost Investigator, Paranormal Investigator. Something like that. The one that went to uh, Gooding. But know. they went there, and they, they've got this big thing, and I'll put links on it on our website. Ghostbusters. Yeah, Ghostbusters was a huge movie. And if you listen to Dan Aykroyd's talking about the uh, the development of the movie, his dad was like yeah, really into that. Some things with his dad, yeah. yeah. Do you remember your initial reaction? Did you think it was odd? Did you think it was cool? What what did you how did you first react when dad says, you know, we do these things, we sit around and we do well, uh, we, I, I never, you know, of course, we've never done it in, in this generation, but uh, one of the first stories I, I do remember about it, I, I remember hearing about that there were seances, and my grandmother and grandmother spoke of it uh, when they were alive, and uh, it, was, it was interesting when you're talking about, you know, communicating with spirits of people that have gone before or entities that are out there and want to talk to us. Uh, it's 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 pretty fascinating, not, not, not to mention entertaining. Uh, and I... Um, I basically uh, became really aware of it when I heard a story by my uncle, uh, Dad's brother, Morris. And he was a kind of a, he was a classic cock-of-the-walk Canadian alpha male, man. You know, get out of the way, you know, bridge engineer, a tough kind of guy, really, uh, you know, he had a tough exterior. And he was, uh, he was definitely a man's man, you know, and he was sitting there with a, with a rye and, and I was, uh, you know, coming coming in from various activities uh, in, the, in the summer, like hanging, hanging out at the farm. And I sat down and... And uh, I asked him about the seances. I said, you know, did you ever participate? And he said, well, when I was four years old uh, in Westmount, there was a seance going on, and I walked into the room, and I looked up, and I saw a trumpet flying around the room speaking. And as soon as I walked in, I was about four years old, he said, the trumpet fell to the ground, and the seance stopped, and everybody was mad at me because I'd broken up. <laughs> right. So coming from him, um, I, uh, you know, I, could, I, I started to, to, to believe that there really might be something there. <laughs> well, it's really cool. We'll get into this stuff more, I think. You know, we can't do it justice by talking fast and trying yep. to cram it in. So let's go ahead and do one more episode on it. And then we're going to go from that to... This, this is going to be fun, people, because I don't know what the next episode is. <laughs> so this is a shout out to Don Midkiff, because this was her okay. idea, okay. which is to do an episode, maybe two, on strange dreams. Oh, we got some people we know we could interview. We so do, and and we want you to share your dreams with us too, yeah. because I know a lot of people out there, and we don't want just like a weird dream because everybody has weird dreams. Yeah, but we want reoccurring weird dreams that mean something. Yeah, I think I've mentioned one on here. Yeah. There's some weird dreams people have just over and over and over again. Maybe it's... Or maybe it's one dream that is so impactful that it shaped your life or yeah. done something to your life. Prophetic dreams. Prophetic. Reoccurring vision, dreams. Terrifying vision, dreams that visions, are like yeah, that beyond normal. Shouldn't yeah. have happened the way they did. Absolutely. That kind of stuff is what we're looking for. And we really want you to share with us those things. I know it's hard. We will either give you credit or we will do it anonymously if you do not want credit because maybe it's so strange you don't want people to know that you right. have this dream. 
But anyway, shout out to Dawn for this idea. I know she's going to share a dream, a recurring dream that she has. I just think that's going to be a fun podcast. It'd be a little bit creepy maybe, but it might be happy. I don't know. What's the dream? What's the impact of the dream? I was telling you about a weird dream I had last night. You always have weird dreams. It was awful. It was a dream so bad and so seemingly realistic that I couldn't sleep. Yeah, I I did hear that. It was awful. It was the worst dream of my life. Well, the one that you had of me getting eaten, my stomach bitten. Yeah, snake eating my stomach. I don't like that one. Yeah, it was a bad one. But (laughs) just weird dreams are great. Yeah, weird dreams. (laughs) And we'll talk about some of the strange ones. And man, please write in and share your dreams with us. You can Mm -hmm. write it down. You could record it and attach it to an email. That would be awesome. Send it to my story at astrangething.com. Mm-hmm. If you go to our website, you'll see a link there for my story at a strange thing.com. And while we're talking about it, let's encourage everybody that's out there listening to us. Please give us a review, like us, subscribe, join us on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter. We're on all of those. Look us up and uh, like us and follow us. Um, we're going to try to ramp up more over the next few weeks and next few months as we get more episodes, we're going to start marketing ourselves a little bit more, try to get this out there a little bit more and get more listeners to follow us. You know, we're having a great time doing this. It's a great way for us to kind of get out of the everyday doldrums of life. For sure. And, and I don't I don't know if people know, but just doing reviews and, you know, the star rating and leaving a little comment about what you think of the podcast is helpful for not only us because we get to see what you like and you don't like and what needs to change and we can alter our podcast through that to suit everybody a little bit better but it also puts us up a little bit higher in the podcast world and allows Mm -hmm. other people to find our podcast and hopefully we'll be able to send out more stickers hopefully we'll be able to send out our t-shirts we got we are getting more swag yeah we haven't fully launched our store on our website right we did get, and I'm going to do a shout out to, I think you pronounce it, Yenuin Trejo, who got on our website before we even really announced that we were selling stuff. And I had one one item for sale, which is our uh, A Strange Thing pint glass with nice. the laser etching on it. And she bought one. Nice. And I was like, oh, crap. I don't know how I'm going to send this. I don't have my <laughs> packaging yet. So, And I'd put That's like funny. $5 flat rate shipping. And it turned kind out. Kind of a gonna... test product. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I had to scramble and try to get things set Figure up for her. Figure out how to do her. it. And That's awesome. I sent her a free t-shirt and some other things. Oh, did you? Just to cool. say thanks. And yeah, to be our. She's our number one. She's our number one. Number one storefront user. What was her name? Uh, it's Y U N U E N Yunyuan. I don't know if I'm I'm butchering Y-U-N. it. Y U N Y U N Yun 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 And maybe you pronounce the Y differently. I don't know. Yun 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 is how I'd say Yun Yun. John Wayne. Sean Wang. Sean Wang. What kind of cowboy name is that? Sean Wang. John Wayne. That's a terrible cowboy name. Yeah. That was my Owen Wilson impression. That's a good one. Was it good? Yeah, it was good, I thought. Jungwin. I don't know. So anyway, (laughs) uh, we got our first buyer, and then another friend of mine helped me test to make sure that we could buy on bill pay, and we can accept visa payments online now. Oh, cool. And so we're going to put our t-shirts up there. We're going to put some, I think what we're going to do is do like packs of uh, stickers, Mm -hmm. where you can get like four of them for 10 bucks or something, Mm -hmm. and free shipping, because they'll fit in an envelope. And uh, they pick your top four. And every episode, and I'm behind a couple episodes, 
we're going to do a custom graphic sticker. Right. And so you get to pick your favorite ones. Mix and match. Yeah, and mix and match, and you'll have stickers. And plus, we'll probably throw in a free uh, a Strange Thing logo sticker. Right. Yeah. We can send like a big sticker packs of yeah. you know, every sticker through each episode. Yeah. And so you could get like, cool. I want the cattle mutilation episode with my free uh, Strange Thing sticker. There you go. Or you could get the uh, Spooky Thing in a Strange Place sticker pack. Sticker pack. Picker or you stack. could get the a Strange Thing in the Woods, a Strange Dreams, and whatever our next one will be yeah. as a sticker pack. Weird Orby Lights by uh, Hanger. Yeah, yeah. Or we could do a pick three. You pick your favorite three. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But we're going to get our storefront up, so feel free to check it out. And if you're local, we can make an arrangement and you won't have to pay shipping. Yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> little uh, local discount. Shipping is expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like, I thought it was going to be like five bucks to ship a glass and it turned out to be like $14. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> so thus I ordered some special packaging so I could get right. the shipping down to like $7. There you go. The shipping for one glass is the same as the shipping for two glasses. So you might as well buy two. So yeah, order in pairs. You get a yeah. discount. Yeah. Buy one, get one, no shipping. <laughs> and then we're going to make an IDL kit. Ooh. So you can go and buy an IDL kit, which IDL stands for Investigation Destination Libation. Mm-hmm. And in that, you'll get a pint glass, two shot glasses, and a cork coaster to set your Irish hand grenade on when you there do your you IDL. Perfect. Yeah. And then it might even come with, if I can get the time to drop some like really cool graphic instructions on how the IDL goes. We'll get them laser etched on the glass. Like Egyptian hieroglyphics. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be super cool. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, oh. I said, but anyway. That's your sign-off yeah. drink right there, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. We're glad you uh, joined us tonight. We look forward to doing the next podcast about ghost hunting technology. And we're going to be pretty brutal on it, honestly, because there's not a lot there. <laughs> you know, to hang a lot of, like, technological yep. kind of scientific kind of evidence, evidence on it. Yeah. So we're going to do that. And then maybe we'll kick off something else with it. Maybe we'll just have fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll try something. Yeah. And if you guys would like comment or something and send it in, attach it to an email, just a, an MP3 or some kind of recording, we might even throw it on the air. Right. Yeah. We'll throw it on there. If you like uh, record something, as long as it's not nasty or mean, well, we'd put it on there. If it's a glowing recommendation, we'll definitely put it on there. There you go. <laughs> well, anyway, thanks again for joining I us I got to go paint a wall. And I'm going to go work on my kitchen. Perfect. Yep. Till next time. Taters. 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 <laughs>